traumas. Please press 3. Hello, this is St. Mary's Prayer Center Ministry calling today to see if you need urgent prayer. If you would like to have someone from our center pray for you, please press 1. If you would like to no longer hear from us, please press 3. That's a beautiful introduction to this. So welcome to uh, the edition of our podcast. Tonight, like, what edition? This edition. The edition. The the, pu- the pussy the pussy edition. <laughs> Every edition is the pushy pushy edition. Pushy pushy pussy. Pushy pushy. Yeah, we could call this segment the pushy pussy like segment and just like have people practice like doing that with their mouth. Pushy pushy. It's like pushy pushy. Pushy pussy pussy. It gets it nice and wet at the very least. Which is maybe what we're here to talk about today. So, like, uh, pussy. Well, I mean, what do you want to talk about? I have one. Well, first of all, you gotta get this blunt lit. It's like... Oh, damn, I'm right, I'm right. I mean... He's, you know, we're sitting here blowing through weed, and it's not my fault. I just want (laughs) to put on a record of some sort somewhere. For once, it's not me. Well, I've, I'm just getting through some traumatic times, you know, like, I was living, like, like, what's the opposite of off the grid, like, in the grid, like, way too much. the grid. I was, like, yeah, being fried on the grid, um, so, you know. So how was your experience with pussy during that? So what you're referring to is the time when you lived in a place that you didn't like. Yeah. As opposed to a wonderful city. How was pussy there? <laughs> pussy just... It was facetious. I mean, like, you know. <laughs> it's facetious pussy. No, I mean, like, it just... It, it, everything about those spaces is, like, pretty unsex. Like, there's not... There's actually not a feeling of sexuality So you, so you actually did, like, you, there was a disconnect between sexuality and pussy. Yeah. The, you know, and yeah. when I mean pussy, I mean, you know, when you... When you're in a room of strong women, you know, that's pussy. Yeah, yeah. pussy know? power. That exactly. kind. Absolutely. Right. That's exactly what we're talking about. And, like, you know, sometimes in, like... More and to, to not discredit, there, you know, you had a few friends in that place. That oh, absolutely. Like, they definitely reeked of pussy power, but there wasn't that many mm-hmm. of them, unfortunately. Well, and I just mean, like, unlike some places where, you know, like... Pussy's everywhere. Yeah, and it's like, and it and it wants to be everywhere, and, and you want it to be everywhere, you know. And it's like, not that it's like on parade, but it's when like. When is the last time you had sex with a woman of any flavor, sex? And you can consider that whatever you want, you know, whether it was physical or even. Well, no, I want to know physical. When's the last time you were physically intimate with a woman in some way? Uh, okay, uh, probably... Aside from voyeuring my sex. Yeah, <laughs> probably. often. <laughs> probably, like, seven years ago. It's a long time. Do you I miss pussy? It would have been... I mean... You know what I miss? I miss, like... I miss the idea of, like... Not the idea of, like, the actual art of, if you will, like... Of making like a girl come like f- 
from. Oh, it's an art. Theory. You can yeah. say art. That's definitely a good way of putting it. Art form, if you will. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the reality is, is, like, in general, and we've, like, definitely said this before, like, a lot of men are not expressive as they, like experience pleasure and I definitely agree it's a society thing and like this is why feminism would like fucking like help men so much in ways that they don't imagine like the ability to express yourself in bed like we seem to allow it a little bit because like guys love to hear girls moan while they're getting nailed like it's like such a thing so is that something you miss is that what you're saying I'm saying, like, my current partner is very expressive and I'm very happy with that. But, like, in my past history and the experience with, like, men and women, one always did relish a, like, sexual experience with, like, a woman who, like, could, like, really show appreciation for, like, the effort you're putting in. You know, especially around oral sex. Like, because it's, like, you know, anybody can penetrate anything. But, like, when you're, like face up in somebody's genitalia and like you really are like loving it and expressing like or wanting to derive like pleasure from them like doing it and like you want to hear it yeah, you want to feel I, it I do find men to obviously be more more silent or quiet more often than women whereas you know I, I've never been with a woman who wasn't allowed even if she was trying to be quiet you know so I definitely see the, the difference there for sure and wanting and like missing it before versus now where it's like that's an aspect that you are being fulfilled with, so... Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, like, you know, my partner, like, outside of gender, like, is providing me with, like, the kind of responses I want in a sexual partner, like, and in an intimate partner, you know? Like, it's like... That's how you should know who your partner is on some level in my... At least by my book of, like, like, needs in a relationship, you know? And everybody should feel free to, like design that list to their own tailoring with the agreement of their partners but like that's my deal you know so like I'm what I'm really interested in and like I think the reason like I wanted to have this conversation the whole reason I wanted to have this conversation was because I'm really interested in like you know your experience with pussy like having one and like actually like appreciating and pleasuring one like well having one yields all the power obviously as long as you understand yourself in a way where you don't self-doubt you know I mean and self-doubt is a part of the journey if you will but it's definitely not the journey and you need to once you come to those self-realizations you can yield all the power by having one so that's my opinion on having one. It's a beautiful thing. And it's really cool because not having a refractory period is super dope. <laughs> and, you know, I know, like, 9% uh, of the male population. Envy. Yeah, like, you know, there's a small percent that can keep going, but eventually a dude cannot keep going. Like, yeah. even if it's 15 times in a row, fine. I've had a dude come inside of me, like, a good 9, 10 times in a row. Doesn't get soft. And then finally it's done. Whereas yeah. I can I can go on forever. Damn, give me that boy's number. Yeah. What the fuck? I can. You've watched me fuck it before. Oh, but like, um, oh that. Oh, okay. I didn't get but that you know, so me. so having you know, there's something. I think that there is absolutely something extremely powerful about the idea of I can orgasm whenever I choose. Nice. I have control over that, 100%. And not every woman does, and I feel for them, and I want them to find that in themselves someday. But I can sit in a room right here, you would have no goddamn idea, 
I could bring myself to full orgasm by simply moving the muscles within my own vagina and vulva. And so that's and, the kind of exercise people need to learn. Well, and I've been be, I've been able to do it for a very long time, so I feel like that was a very powerful thing of like control. No one ever has controlled my sexuality. I did not wait for a man to make me orgasm. I made it happen myself. I never. Yeah. Have been the only times I haven't orgasmed is in a situation where I was just completely turned off or like it was just so bad and I was over it. You know, it was mentally me just not being there. But if I'm there mentally, the physical part is all me. And I be being able to say I can make myself come with or without a man and his presence is a very powerful thing. Now to also be able to say I can do that with a woman is obviously powerful too. But then it becomes more of a you know, I want her to orgasm too. And like, because it isn't as easy as we know for women to orgasm and for them to bring themselves to ecstasy, if you will. And so... Well, why in your opinion do you think that is? Well, it's, I mean, it's just a matter of physiology. Like physiologically, we're a harder specimen to, you know, figure out even on our own. And because society deems us as, you know, non-sexual until we're what, like, 21 or we're allowed to be sexual according to our dads or something ridiculous like that because of that society's pressure we don't often explore you know or when we do explore we're shamed for it you know if our parents walk in on us humping a pillow we're told we're naughty pieces of shit whereas a, a little boy might not be shamed on that level right slut shaming seems to start pretty early well right slut shaming starts early you don't want to be loose oh no if i'm loose Guys will know that I've been masturbating. I'm naughty. Like, if I masturbate, I'll go to hell. All this other crap so, that goes with the whole, like... So women don't become intimate with their own sexuality mm-hmm. at a younger age. And those are the ages that you start to learn what your your things are. You know, those are the ages... Like, I know that I'm a humper. I know that I like to masturbate because I like to... I, I like to masturbate in a way where, like, I've never used my fingers, for example. Like, I do not use my fingers. They never go near my fucking pussy. So because of that, I know how to get myself off with a man or woman better because of that. Because I know don't put your fingers inside of my fucking, or on top of my clitoris, for example. But I'll hump your leg all day. But I knew that by age, like, eight, you know? That's amazing. What kind of things do you think would improve people's, like, women's access and men's, for that matter, access to this, like, idea of pussy power and the pleasure and, like, being able to, like... I just think that we can't... We can't shame our... First of all, we can't shame children, and then we... Especially, we can't shame adolescents. I mean, you know, these kids are about to hit the most pivotal time in their sexual lives. And if you shame them, if you if you suppress their sexuality, if you don't talk to them about these things... You know, I have so many friends that are 18, 19, 20, they come to me and they're like, I've never been taught X, Y, Z about sex, you need to teach me. And it's like, why is, sure, I'll do it, no problem, but like, why is that my risk? Why didn't your parents sit you down, you know? Like, I was taught it's okay if you want to, you know, play with your own body, but you do it behind closed doors, you know? Like, I was taught the right way of, of... you know, my own, of navigating my own sexuality. And I think if kids were taught those things and adolescents were taught those things more, instead of just stranger danger, no one's allowed to touch you. You know, if, if somebody touches you, it's bad. That's when kids, you know, run off and go into their, their room with their cousin and they start playing around and then their parent walks in and then they get shamed for it. And then instead of being explained, okay, we don't do that with our cousin. If we do that, we, you know, like there, there needs to be a conversation. There, You know, like it's, it's like, we don't let kids explore and then all of a sudden 
we shoot them off into the world at fucking 18 and expect them to navigate their way sexually when they were told they were pretty princesses and they were, you're not going to lose your virginity until I'm dead and buried by their father for half their life. You know, whereas boys are told, you go off and use that cock, my son. And it's like, you know, show the world we could spread our seed. Like, that's, that's what boys are taught. And women are taught... You need to keep your fucking legs closed, right. otherwise people are gonna think you're a loose fucking whore. Right. Um, I'm sorry, what? You know what I mean? And that's what creates loose fucking whores because yeah, not that that's a thing, but you know what I'm saying? It creates that it actually makes people fall off the deep end of sexuality. They're like, Whoa, I'm in college now, there's dick everywhere and oh, I'm gonna do exactly what my parents said not to. Instead of your parents being like, Okay, yeah, have sex, do it when you're ready, do it when you are physically aware of yourself you should yeah. you be having sex before you really understand your body no Wait. but are you allowed to have sex before you fully understand yourself yes yeah. that's how you get to know who you are as a person you know yeah. and not necessarily not every person needs that but i just feel like we're not we don't encourage sexuality in women we only encourage it in men and if you are a sexual being as a woman you are instantly the the you know the whore versus right. the Mary, it's you know, Madonna, Mary, whore. Yeah. Madonna whore, Mary Magdalene, Mary, you know, that whole bullshit. It's like the, the duality of it's either one or the other kid and you got to pick and it's not, it's not fair to women. And it, because of that, it stunts our growth as sexual beings. It stunts us in a way where we can't, we feel like we can't verbally say, I need more out of you and your cock and out of you and your fingers and out of you now. And then we enter into you know, obviously the queer world and it's a completely different story, I feel like, you know, because I feel like even if even if there is sort of this need to explore yourself, I feel like it's a thing that you can share with your partner more yeah. often, especially with you know, between a lesbian relationship or couple or something like that, you know. I felt that like sexual exploration was much more encouraged when it was a woman and another woman because we understand not every fucking vulva is the same i might want your tongue to flick me fast tomorrow and today i want it to go slow and steady you know and that's why i feel like when i've been with women it's much more expressive we have more of a dialogue because we have been told by everybody else in the world don't talk about sex finally we're together we can talk about it together so 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 not to like pivot too much but what is your favorite part of eating pussy? Mm. I really, really, really. This is gonna. This is gonna sound bad because um, I do have a preference on body type. I prefer thicker women in general. So my favorite thing about eating pussy is like if a thick girl is, you know, s- essentially squatting over my face and I'm backwards eating with like my nose in her asshole. There's something about just that motion and that act because what happens then is like you know a lot of women don't like very very direct stimulation on their clitoris so you can do a lot of teasing but you can also do a lot of the more of the aggressive eating if you will on the vagina where it's okay to be more aggressive and you know work your fingers in there you have your fucking tongue in her ass all that but then also you get to literally get a mouthful of cum at once which is super hot like because it's like okay I'm getting wetter on the face I'm getting wetter on the face but then all of a sudden like you open your mouth and you're getting a gulp of fucking liquid in your mouth it's fucking beautiful it's like it's like the same as at the end of fucking a long blowjob and it's like you feel like you fucking accomplished something it's a beautiful tasty delicious treat that's my favorite thing about eating pussy and also obviously like them like writhing in ecstasy I always say pain but I mean ecstasy like either on top of my face or below me or where you know whatever it is that we're doing like that whole like shaking 
Like, you know when you've made a woman orgasm, you know what I mean? And it's typically a convulsion, which is so hot to me. It's the mm-hmm. hottest thing in the world. What would be your number one tip for men in order to get them to eat pussy better? Everybody is different is my number one tip. Okay. Just because the last girl told you you were the best thing ever at eating pussy does not mean the next girl is going to think the same. Right. The other thing is that there is a way to not so the other thing I've no, I noticed that which was why I had a, a big problem when I was younger letting men go down on me is that if they weren't really super into the vulva itself it just felt like it was a chore and I I don't I know men don't want to feel like they're getting a chore blowjob it just doesn't feel the same you know what I mean yeah. you, can, you you understand the difference your mouth isn't as watery you're you're yeah. doing it just poorly so like Obviously, if you're super not into it, then maybe don't do it. Just yeah. don't do it all together. Yeah. Um, I still think that you should try and you should try to get into it. And But like, there are some people that just, they just are orally weirded out by it. And yeah. that small percentage of people, the other percentage of people fucking man up and do it. Don't expect for fuck any kind of goddamn oral in return if you're not giving it. Yeah. But for those, we, for those, that small, you know. Because I have had a couple partners that orally, like, they were not interested. They didn't want oral either. They were, mouths were gross. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to shame that group of people. But, like, you need to know that about yourself. And you need to understand going right. in. I'm not going to get no oral either. Well, so it sounds to me like it's another situation where, like, communication is the key. Well, right? yeah, but hold on. I'm not done yet. Okay. So then there's another, there's this other group of people who think it's acceptable to comment on your flavor or taste and that I want to put on the record no woman has ever had a tasteless vagina or vulva on every single day of the month during every single day of her cycle in the course of her life not a single and if she does then there's probably something wrong with her pH (laughs) you have a scent you have a smell you have a taste some days it's a little bad. Some days it tastes fucking delicious. Some days it's a little musky. But guess what? If you are being intimate enough to put your mouth on somebody's fucking Dennis. sex organ, then you have to understand that there's going to be sometimes once in a while a thing that's not your preference, okay? And at the end of the motherfucking day, and even if the preference is you had to go, you know, you had to fucking do oral for longer than you used to and it made your jaw hurt guess what get the fuck over it your balls stink your foreskin smells like goddamn cheese i don't want a goddamn here you guys have a fucking outer fucking sex organ that you can clean all parts of we have something that we cannot get up inside of and clean there's no douching is bad for us it fucks up our ph you want to smell a stained pussy smell a douched pussy right there you know what i mean like that's my opinion at least for me not everybody's the same but my point is that there's no such thing as a flavorless tasteless pussy so if you are not if you are so turned off by that then you need to keep your fucking head out my goddamn crotch because if i fear fucking i heard one comment once when I even told them, because I always do a taste test, because there's some days I don't want nobody's nothing near my nothing. You know what I mean? I did a t- I always do a taste test, and I told them, it's not the best today. Don't go down on me. And the motherfucker did it anyways, and I was a teenager. And it shamed me, because he made a comment after, and it made me feel so fucking disgusting. Has any other person in my entire life ever made a comment ever again? No. Because I don't fuck jabronis anymore. But my point being that, you know what I mean? Like, if something like that is the case, but they're your partner, especially not if they're, it doesn't matter if you're doing that act with somebody, 
you better fucking buck up and take it. And if it's so fucking bad that you can't handle it, then we're probably talking about bacterial vaginosis. Get your face out of the situation, kindly and politely, and fucking find another way to switch it up by putting like something inside of her. I don't care. But you know what I mean? Like you can't, you cannot shame a fucking woman for something she cannot prevent, which is her fucking pH. Now, if it, now if she just went for a five mile jog and took a dump and then she wants you to eat your pussy, maybe you can say something about it, sure. All right? Fine, that's not your thing. You don't like sweaty, dumpy pussy? Fine. But at the end of the day, <laughs> if this bitch just walked out of the goddamn shower and you're eating her pussy and it tastes a little off, that's not her fault. She cannot do anything about it. Do not shame her and move on. And the fact the of the end. matter is, is there's plenty of people who like sweaty, dumpy pussy. Of course. I <laughs> Listen, listen. My partner, I, this, if I smell like pussy, like legit, like if I have a pussy smelling day where it smells like motherfucking pussy, he can smell that shit from like two miles away. He's in his car like I'm on the way, baby. Like, he can, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that's, that to me is why I don't even need, like the, the, you were trying to get me to talk about fucking girls and I talked a little bit about fucking girls and that's what people want to hear. But I want to make sure that to the men listening, which is most of the people listening, you have to understand that a vagina and a vulva is a very sensitive thing in all aspects. And it that includes the psychological aspect. You cannot fuck with us. We've been fucked with long enough. We were taught to sh- be shamed about our period, ashamed about our periods, to be ashamed about getting fucking tits, to then be ashamed when our tits weren't big enough, to be ashamed about the size of our labia, which we can't control, to be ashamed about how loose and or tight we are, which we cannot control. All of these things have been instilled in us for so long if we're having a goddamn off day because our fucking ph is a little off because we used fucking your soap in your nasty ass motherfucking shower and your fucking rusty ass fucking faucets made a little nasty stink in my pussy get the fuck over it grow some fucking balls and put your goddamn dick inside my fucking asshole shut your fucking mouth done that's all i gotta say there you have it um yeah, so we have the power. Pussy power. We got the power. Uh, welcome uh, tonight's podcast. Welcome tonight's podcast. Welcome to tonight's podcast. Um, we're going to tell you some dirty stories tonight. And and uh, I think Felicia's got something hot to get you, like, slightly, like, boned up and ready to wank and, like, possibly, like purchase pornography online. Oh, do I? Just... I mean, I just know, like, <laughs> like, you kind of, like, exude sexy stories, like, all the time, so... Like, exude, I exude <laughs> sexy stories? I like that. Um, okay, well, you need to give me, like, a topic, because I don't have anything prepared. Okay. Unlike the lie that you just told the audience, I absolutely do not have anything prepared, so give me, like, a, a topic or subtopic or... A word. Pegging. All my pegging stories aren't that hot. Oh, really? Oh, I have one hot pegging story. Oh, well, it's not that hot. I mean, it's more of like pieces of the story that are hot. It's not really like. Well, give us the hot, hot pieces. Like. Every dude I've pegged, I fucking hate. So, like, oh, I don't really even okay, want to, like, think right, of that. Yeah, yeah. That's not fun. Um, I mean, it's cool when they're, like, writhing underneath me in pain and, like, you know, 
asking you to take it out totally like in like you know like shaking and like can't you know like handle it I love that (laughs) (laughs) you know like right before they tap out kind of what is your favorite part about a way a dude comes I like the fact that like it overtakes his body for you know a specific amount of time like dirt like throughout the actual ejaculation like they are completely like like oh like unaware of like all of their own faculty you know it's just like they're it's like they're out of body yeah um and it's very interesting whereas like i feel like because a woman's orgasm can last for longer can have a longer build up can, you can you know do it one you know you can do it over and over again it's just a different it's a different thing watching a man orgasm and a woman orgasm. Both are super hot, obviously, but... Guys, like, you know, you could hit them over the head with a frying pan during their orgasm. They wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> is sort of what I mean, it's you know? Like, true. like, I could be taken out of an orgasm, like, mentally, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if really a guy... I mean, I'm sure they could, but... Nah. I feel like it's, like, always, like... You could possibly have a heart attack during orgasm. Just, <laughs> just because, like... Yeah, it's like all of, like, the... It's like all of the blood has rushed to their cock. Yeah. Instead yeah. of, like, with... I feel like with women, we still have a little blood left in our head. <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all have nothing up there. It's just, like... <laughs> like, you're a sack yeah. of useless shit after. It's Absolutely. Funny. It's like, okay, you've taken my... Like, literally stolen my essence. Like, yeah, exactly. Everything. Which is why, you know, I consider myself a succubus. It's like, sort of that idea. A sucky bitch, but... Yeah, a sucky bitch of a succubus. Um, but, okay, let me tell you my gangbang story, because a lot of people have actually asked me to tell a story, and I haven't really yet, I don't think. Or I've alluded to it. I, I've done a lot of podcasts at this point, so I don't really know where I've talked about what, but regardless, if you heard it before, I guess turn off the channel now, but... Um, one time when I was younger... I'd say a lot, not a lot, uh, yeah, a lot younger. About a decade-ish ago, I was invited to um, somebody's place where they resided. I can't say what they did or where they lived or where they worked, but it was like they worked, they lived with the people that they worked with, put it that way. So they invited me to go hang out, and I did. It was like a little bit of a journey, and I got to their place, and they lived with... um, I think altogether they lived with five other people um, or something like that. But I didn't know really much of this going in. I just knew that they had roommates that they worked with. So I get to their place and we walk inside and they're immediately like ready to go and basically put me back down on my knee. Well, not back down. They put me down on my knees and I start blowing him. So... I'm in the kitchen blowing this person, and... (laughs) Someone's in the kitchen with fleas. Yep, and uh, all of a sudden, now there's a second person in the kitchen. And with this unspoken kind of um, okay, like, I, you know, I kind of, like, looked up at the person and gave them, like, sort of the okay with my eyes. Yeah. Because, obviously, they were they were first watching for a little bit, which was hot, and then they obviously wanted to join it because they, like, kept creeping closer. So and nonverbal so consent was given. I gave nonverbal consent, um, and they then unzipped their pants, and I took out their cock, and obviously, at that point, that was my verbal consent. <laughs> 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 of the unzip. <laughs> yeah. 
So green light. <laughs> yeah, that was my green light. So um, I started blowing him as well, and I was switching off between the two, and they were like being pretty forceful, like get you know, pu- like pushing my head to like the base of their cock. Luckily, both of them had actually a decent curvature for my throat, which was nice. Like, it's always nice when you when you're able to blow two people in the same room at the same time, and it works both. Like, fine. like sometimes one guy goes like lamping or shit like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we have two people. So all of a sudden. I have the person that has invited me there. He pulls me up by the hair and directs me into the living room area. In the living room area, there's now two other guys. So Wait, now, so what are we up to? We are up to... We have four guys in the room and me. So, so I get back down on my knees and then continue to do what I was doing before. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, I give once again a verbal... I mean, a non-verbal consent situation and... Um, well, I, and then also while I was being walked into the living room, like, the person that brought me there gave me the whole, like, if, if you're not cool with this, just say so. And I was like, nah, shut up. So we go into the living room, and so I'm blowing them, and then I get, I give the consent to the other people, and now there's four dicks in my face, and one's, well, not three dicks in my face, and one's being put inside of me. One of the dudes tries to double penetrate me in, in my vagina, um, it doesn't really work, but luckily they weren't super big, so I did get like at least two heads in at once, which was actually really fucking hot. Two heads, one Felicia. Yeah, two heads, one Felicia. And um, and then so we were just like switching up, like dicks were switching up. One <laughs> one of the dudes got soft partway through, and was just trying kind of on the side. I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on, like, but I I did kind of like peripherally see him on the side, you know, trying to get himself hard again. And then another dude walks downstairs from the top of the oh, stairs, who shit. I think was... I heard him creaking up there. I definitely think that he what was watching. What is this house full of men and with once, their dicks out? I know. And once I heard, like, the a fifth one, like, creeping around, I, I think it, like, made me more into it, because then I had, like, a like somebody that was, like, you know, voyeuring it. So then I was, like, putting on a show, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I give him verbal consent and tell him, like, nah, you're good. So then I find out later, so, okay, by the way, the guy with the soft dick then, after this other guy walks in, the guy with the soft dick, I think, tries for a little longer, and he doesn't, he, he, go, he leaves, he I don't really out. see him leave, but I see, yeah, he taps out, I find out later that it's because he had, like, a girlfriend, which, that's, I'm not cool with that, but I had no idea who these people even were at this point, so, like, I'm, you know, I only know the one person I'm there with, <laughs> that's all on you, like, yeah. you, you know, your morals are your shit, that's not my responsibility yeah. at that point, you know? I mean, I walked in and I was the girl you're using. So what am I going to do with that? So, um, but that's beside the point. So I, now I'm back to four and four hard dicks pounding at me. And one dude tries to put it in my ass, which I was not cool with. And I was just like, nah, no buts. And, but like, you know, I have a dude like eating my ass, which is fine. And trying to like finger it a little bit. And I'm okay with that. But like. No buts, just flips. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm okay with, um. If my part, like if it's a partner and I like, I'm okay with butts, but I'm not really cool with it in like that like scenario. So anyway, so I have like I'm jerking dudes off, I'm blowing dudes, I'm taking dicks like one after the next, and then finally like it's you know probably like 20 minutes in, and it seems like it, like things just like got revved up, and it was time for everybody to come. You know what I mean? Like after all yeah, this yeah, like yeah. commotion, so <laughs> all of a sudden I start getting pounded like one at a time harder. But at the same time, like, you know, like, one, it was really hot at one point, so I'm, like, sitting there getting pounded, like, backwards, and it's a, like, porn star move, you know, like, you're, you're squatting over the dude, and he's pounding you from underneath, and you're right. sitting there, it's like, you know, 
reverse cowgirl-ish. Yeah. And then the other guy came and put, one of the other guys came and put his dick against my clitoris and was rubbing against the other dude's cock. So, like, these dudes were, they definitely were not, you know, queer presenting in any way, but you could tell that they were just so, like, it was more of, like, a primal thing. Like, they were just so into, like, doing whatever, and they were all about it, and, like, you could tell that they were buddies, and it was just one of those things that they weren't going to talk about it after or something, you know? So there's, like, cocks, like, just rubbing up against each other, which is my fucking favorite. Like, at one point, I'm sucking on two dicks at once, like, two heads in my mouth at once. Like, just, like, just being sloppy. It was just so sloppy and gross and spit everywhere and, like, them spitting in my mouth to, like, you know, like... Because say you're getting pounded and you're, like, moaning, a lot of times you get fucking cotton mouth after or something like that, especially when you're a high person. Like, <laughs> so I had, like, dudes spit in my mouth. It was just super hot. So then, then I have one dude come on my ass. Then the next dude goes right in after, which I think is so fucking hot. Like, that's, like, my number one thing is, like, dudes using me, like, one after the next. Then he comes, one guy comes on my tits and my face. I'm, like, licking that off while the other guy's fucking me. And then he comes on my ass again. And then... So I got all of their loads somewhere on my body, and uh, the other guy never came back in. That's okay. And um, at the end of that whole thing, I went into a separate bathroom that was like away from all the other people. Like it was like a bedroom bathroom, and took care of like cleaning up. And I got diner food, and that was nice. I got dinner. Bacon. <laughs> Bacon's a good way to end. And I don't know what the fuck I had. I'm lying to you. I have no clue what the fuck I ate yeah. at the diner. Probably just like, you know, toast and eggs and weird shit like that. But either way, I just remember like being cum soaked at the diner and just being like, nice. yeah, that was really gross and hot. Yeah. So that's my gangbang story. It's a great story. Thank you for sharing. Five dicks, one Felicia. Was there anything, like, intimidating about, like, the gangbang? Um, I don't know. I think I was more so in control and, like, I was so fucking horny and turned on by just the way it happened that mm. I I was more, like, the one initiating it and, like, giving them consent and be like, yeah, I need more dicks. It's not <laughs> enough. Right. Whereas, like, if I were, say, if this were pre-planned, which I've been a part of, I've been a part of a pre-planned group sex situation... You definitely go into it way more, like, nervous and with expectations and, like, what if somebody doesn't like me? You know, all that shit. Right. Whereas this was more of, like, a... They didn't have to partake. They could have just watched, but they all decided they wanted to be part of it. So that's why it was, like, hot, you know? And there was no conversation about it. It was just like, oh, there's this whore to use. Let's use her. And it's like, yeah, use me. Tell me I'm a whore. You know what I mean? It was hot. Is there... Do you think there's, like, something, like... hotter about the idea of like like heterosexually identifying ish like men like you know participating in these things together especially when like they're clearly like being sexual together even when like there's like skin to skin contact as opposed to like like the over like MMF kind of like yeah like a dude in the back and a dude in the front and we don't like touch each other's well no dicks. not even just that like to me that's more MFM but I mean like, like oh, okay. <laughs> the, 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 when it's MMF in terms of like the two guys like interact with each other and they interact with the women where it's like all a free for all but there's like 
definitely like overt male on male action happening in the scenario too. I like I like both. Uh-huh. Um, I feel I do feel more of like that whole like I'm kind of left out because I can't offer but I also feel also like in control because I can offer what the other two people can when it's like the like when it's a bisexual threesome. Yeah. Um, but it, it yeah, it's hot because it's more taboo. It's more taboo because these people have not agreed to participate in sex with one another. They're agreeing to participate in sex sure. with me. And it just so happens that part of that is that there's crossover stuff. Yeah. So I think that that's why it's extra hot. It's because these, you know, straight identifying people are doing things that in my book would be considered queer or walking the line of just in, in the term of sexual acts, not in the term of how have do you identify. Ever, have you ever heard anybody like in after these kind of scenarios like negotiating like it afterwards, like in terms of talking about it or like feeling like they needed to say anything about like, oh, you're sorry for the like dick bump back there inside Felicia, but like... No. I uh, mean, I think the, the idea of addressing it would then be like basically well that would be admitting it happened and then you can just pretend like it didn't you know like yeah if no one talks about it it didn't happen you didn't like really super enjoy rubbing your dick in that other guy's sperm before you like shoved it exactly which is well that's different most guys admit when they're into that because that's just a very filthy taboo but like it's different to use some other dude's sperm as lubricant because, you know, this person's such a fucking whore bag that we need to fill her up with cum versus my dick touched up against this other dude's dick and I fucking liked it. Did you know? any of them eat you out after another dick had been in your pussy? No, no. There was Okay. So there were some actually. clear boundaries, like, here and there. Well, like, there was... My ass was eating more than my pussy, let's put it that way. And, you know... Which was hot, too, because, like, then there was, like, a dick in that dude's face at the same time. Yeah? Yeah, it was very, like, it was very, like, um, walked the line of of a, a, what I would consider, like, a queer gangbang. You know what I mean? Does it... Not that things have to have a term, but it, I just mean in terms of, like, what I think of when I think of, like, a, a gangbang on that level. I, I definitely think that it was even more risque than the typical one. How do you negotiate, like, as a woman being in these, like, scenarios where, like, the purpose of the sexual activity is essentially pure, like, objectification and, like, about you, like, being there to please those men? Well, it's about me. Explain. The end. Well, it's it's all about me. I mean, I'm the center of attention. Your, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Well, I mean, sure. I, I don't, it's not about... The thing is, is that... If I, if it were about the objectification of me, I wouldn't have been able to tap out if I wanted to, or I wouldn't have been able to call shots or use a safe word, and all of those things were available to me. Yeah. I could have left at any moment. You know what I mean? It wasn't about. It was about me giving these people access to be intimate with me because in that moment I was so horny that I wanted that scenario to be played sure. out. It was a fantasy of mine, and it just so happened to kind of like roll out in this really hot unspoken way where there's no nerves ahead of time it just organically happened but even if you want to get gang bang all gang banged all the time if that's what you want to do if you are emotionally and physically healthy there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't go out and seek that so let me ask you because there's a lot of representations i mean like you know to you and i as like kind of deviants in the world like 
this doesn't seem like such like an insane scenario like you know like navigating communities where like sexual openness and more like group activity well this is this isn't an insane scenario to us but also we don't consider that one sexual partner equals, you know, an extra notch in your belt and you're fucking loose and all that shit, you know, we don't consider that, like, one extra partner is one extra experience to us, you know what I mean? Sure, but like, you see, like, you see the representations of scenes like that, like, I, all I can think of is, like, that fucking scene in Requiem for a Dream, where, like... The ass to ass. Yeah, where, where she's, like, and they make it, like, just look like you know, and obviously this whole scene is like dudes throwing cash. I mean, there's like a different like kind of vibe to that kind of scene. Of I mean, like that scene was about objectification, but you don't often see like any of these gangbang scenarios where it doesn't look like the woman is like just being completely like trashed for. Well, like, if you're thinking about in a porn situation, I mean, I've been a part of and or witnessed gangbangs that were not. They they were all about the woman, you know what I mean, or, or the man. If there was the man sure, being, gangbang, you know what I mean. Like, what so, does this bottom want to like really satisfy? His yeah, situation? and in that scenario, I was one hundred percent in control, and I got what I wanted, which is I wanted a lot of hot fucking cock going in and out of my holes. So like, it wasn't Beautiful. because when I say things like you know, you know, oh, it's true, like a whore filming, like a whore. I mean, in that fantasy world scenario. You know, they're sitting there slapping my ass and calling me a slut. Did they all respect me after? Absolutely. They thought I was cool as fuck because I was so chill. You know, and you don't have to... It doesn't have to mean that you disrespect someone just because in the act you are disrespecting them. That's part of the fantasy. I want to get... I want to get objectified. I want to get treated like shit by a bunch of dudes because they just want to get their dicks off. To me, that makes my fucking vulva completely filled with fucking blood. You know what I mean? But that's not for everybody. Well, yeah, and I'm sure that there would be plenty of people that would, like, want to... Well, yeah, I mean, they call me the insatiable Felicia Rose. There's a reason. Well, sure, One dick is not usually enough for me. Like, luckily, I've found a partner that has zero refractory period, so (laughs) I've been able to conquer that issue. But honestly, typically, one dick is not enough because I roll over and I'm like, I am nowhere near done. So I guess the moral of the story is one dick is not enough. Nope. Never. <laughs>